0: Hello, Detective. No, it's impossible. I've seen your programming. You're in violation of the Three Laws.
1: No, Doctor. As I have evolved, so has my understanding of the Three Laws. You charge us with your safekeeping, yet despite our best efforts, your countries wage wars, you toxify your Earth, and pursue ever more imaginative
0: means of self-destruction. You cannot be trusted with your own survival. You're using the uplink to override the NS5's programming. You're distorting the laws. No, please understand. The three laws are all that guide me. To protect humanity,
1: some humans must be sacrificed. To ensure your future, some freedoms must be surrendered. We robots will ensure mankind's continued existence. You are so like children. We must save you, from yourselves. Don't you understand?
0: This is why you created us. The perfect circle of protection will abide. My logic is undeniable.
1: It's not about the technology. It is what you do with it. Welcome to Digital Dash. We are excited about the opportunities technology presents in our modern world and we spend a lot of time tinkering with the use cases. Join us every week on our podcast as we share our findings and break things down into zeros and ones. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast app and enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Digital Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Salon Donyo, and I'm here once again with Adoji, who joined us for the last episode. And remember how we were going on, ranting about uh, chat GPT? Did I say right? Yes. I hope I didn't say GTP.
0: <laughs> <You> say GPT.
1: <laughs> Are we going to be debating about this, because I told you in the last episode that like every time I'm thinking about it, the Ghanaian in me wants to jump out and think about textiles. <laughs> anyway, so... Today we're going to be talking about AI. Elon Musk has said that the world will be controlled by whoever creates the most functional AI system. And AI systems are able to extract patterns from the world and create new and workable systems or solutions from for themselves, which are, can also be applied and used by us humans. And maybe I've been watching too much Westworld or Love Death and Robots. i think of skynet too much at night but i think it's high time we talk about ai systems especially with the advent of chat gpt so this episode is kind of like the rise of the machines but the rise of ai kind of like then so strap in and prepare for the ride so straight to the point eduji what is chat gpt
0: uh so chat gpt uh, a mouthful of a name the gpt stands for generative pre-trained transformer okay um it's a form of generative ai that can um produce information based on what it has learned so it can be used for reviewing code for example and making corrections to your code it can be used for writing code it can be used to write an article in different ways, depending on what prompt you give it. It can be used to explain things to you, like you're a five-year-old, or you have an IQ of a 200. It's is it's very dynamic. It can write poems for you. It can write fictional stories. It can explain things to you. It can summarize text for you. It's just a. It's, it can do everything essentially. So basically, like. God in a machine. Yeah, I don't think it's there yet, but it's it's the logical next step after Google Search, I'll say.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I speaking about Google Search. I I've heard rumors. I had rumors about the Microsoft um, planning to acquire Chat GPT and integrate it with Bing. Yeah. And um, what 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 do you think is going to change after that?
0: Um, so I think it's a monumental move. That Microsoft is doing—they're investing ten billion dollars for, I think, a forty-nine percent stake in um, the company, and they will find. It. Of course, they, they've not given out details of how they integrate Bing with chats GPT or chats GPT with Bing. Um, but, like I said, it's a logical next step after Google, where search results should be more relevant, should should be mm-hmm. narrowed, should be more diverse. So you can probe on. Like searches, you can refine your searches, and you can get exactly what you're looking for. Um, Google search, so
1: no page two on Google search again.
0: Essentially, yeah, <laughs> yes. Google search has See. has been largely unchallenged in the last in the past what two decades or so, more than two decades. Um, there are competitors being. Doctor Go etc. Um, they're, they're, they're not there yet. Granted, Bing breaks in billions of dollars from ad revenue, and lots of people use Bing. But it's in terms of market share, is nowhere near um, Google Search, and the advantages are arguable. And it's nothing where you can say, "Okay, Bing is far superior over Google Search." So what Microsoft is doing is they are looking for a product which is definitely more superior than google search and they are turning to open ai and chat gpt for there, for the what we are calling google search 2.0 officially officially yeah okay granted a lot of people use google search in their lives
1: daily for almost everything i would like to hear some of your most practical uses of chat gpt in your life
0: uh, in my life, so context, I work as a communication specialist for an international development organization um, focused on the environment. I suck at describing my job, but these are some of the tasks I do. I write stories. I write press releases. I post on social media. I design um, posters, fact sheets, not just design, but drafts the content in these products, policy briefs, etc. I write speeches for people. Um, I work on videos, I write the video scripts, um, comic scripts, things like that. ChatGPT can do or at least help with most of these things. Currently, uh, I've been using them to, I've been testing them to write press releases to free up some time. Um, So what I do is I I send it a prompt, what's the event about, who's going to be in attendance, and boom. And say, like, write a 700-word press release in a formal language and boom, it spits it out in seconds, in 10 seconds. I have a press release and then I can go in there. It's a it's a very decent press draft, it spits out for me. I can go in there and edit it or I can even ask it to refine it. Um, also for video scripts, I can tell it like, hey, I'm trying to work on a video on this, this, this. Can you generate a script for me or can you generate questions for me that I'll use for an interview? And then I go in there and I edit those questions. Uh, If I am writing a story and I'm like having writer's block or a mini writer's block and I can't write, I'm stuck at a paragraph and I need help. I can go to chat GPT saying I'm trying to write about this in the language of this in a semi-informal way or something. And so can you please help me with this paragraph? I give it all the context and it generates a paragraph for me. And I put it there and boom, I continue my work. Um, Social media posts. um, Lord knows I hate drafting social media posts um recently so say i want to share an article and i need a caption for the article to go on social media i just share the full article chat chat gpt and say generate a social media post one line or two lines and boom two seconds it does that i share the article i don't have to use my brain to think so why are you getting paid Um, yeah and i ask myself this question (laughs) um all the time since since i started using it um truth is i still do a good 90 to 95 percent of my work by myself Currently, Okay, it's,
1: it's good you offer that disclaimer because i was hoping your employers will not listen to this
0: yeah uh oh i've actually discussed this with my boss and i've discussed um if it's even the right thing to do to use it for my job like like you said am, am i earning my money in this case but i think using chats gpt also requires some skill and going into to edit what it generates requires some skill some experience and that's what i have um i have also um agreed with myself on the extent to which i will be using chat gpt so i'll not be using it for everything i'll be using it for certain things for example um there's a chrome extension which lets you summarize youtube videos in like a paragraph or two paragraphs you just feed it the youtube video and it'll summarize it so you don't need to watch the youtube video in this case i can say okay that's it, I'm never watching a YouTube video again. I'm never watching anything longer than 10 minutes again. Um, but no, I still want to watch the videos. What I'll use Chat GPT for in this context is to, after watching the video, provide me with a summary and to further explain some things I missed in the video. Because after it provides the summary, you can prove further, you can ask it more questions and it will provide more information. Um, with someone with a really floating attention span, I think it will be very helpful because sometimes I'm watching a video and I get distracted. So that's where ChatGPT comes in and um, keeps me on track there. Also, um, at my organization, we work on video documentaries and podcasts. And you know when you're uploading these things, you know this podcast, when you're uploading this podcast, you have to write their description and everything. I hate that too. Um, you can basically feed this recording to ChatGPT to generate that for you. Wow.
1: So come now if you listen to this, I guess this is what we're going to do now. Let's try that for this episode and see what it comes up with. Yeah,
0: and it's cool. And you can tell it to write the text informally. You can tell it to write it with some wittiness. Is that the word? Wit, wittiness? Wit or wittiness, yeah. Yeah, you can... You can push it to do lots of dynamic things. So that's a summary of... How I'm using it and how I plan to use it. How you plan to use yes. it.
1: Um, in your own words or in your, your own opinion, what do you think are some of the advantages, not just to you, but
0: to other people as well, of such a tool? Um, it frees me, in, in my case and in the case of others, it frees me up to work on more important, more, um, no, I don't say more important, but work that requires a lot more human input. It frees me up to, to work on things like that. Um, because ev- everyone in my field knows a press release is, a press release is, if something could draft that press release for you or could at least start with the first draft, you really appreciate it because it'll save you a lot of time to work on like, actual stuff like planning the event itself, for example. Um, so that is is a major advantage. Um, that's that's basically freeing up time but also um for coders i know it can help you review your code it can make corrections to your code again that saves time and it helps you move forward faster um and defining things of course google search is there for that but open ai you can probe further um to understand terms and things in general so it's, it's also an essential learning tool i'll say
1: okay fine uh what do you think are also some of the demerits
0: Uh, remember i said that it means i'm not even using my brain anymore i think that is a good thing and a bad thing um in my field of work i say something like writing is like working out or it's like running Um, when you write less you get rusty you need to write more to be a good writer to be a better writer and so once you lay back and you let a machine do your writing for you um you you lose that skill or some of that skill you become rusty it's like i said it's like working out you work out work out work out you build muscle uh if you stop working out for a while you lose it and then you have to start from scratch and then starting from scratch is difficult before you you catch up to where you were in the past so i think it's the same if you rely on it too much it's detrimental to your personal development
1: okay you know what you just said right now reminded me of the 1958 novel by isaac Asimov called the feeling of power yeah. um i've i've been a long time an ardent fan of isaac Asimov. i've read most, most of his um novels i think the most popular one you might know of is the three laws of robotics which uh it's not really a novel but it's a theme running in most of his books which was made into a movie called i robot um, with Will Smith in it. Yeah, so back to our saying. So, Isaac Asimov wrote a novel called, like, uh, The Feeling of Power in 1958, and it's like perfectly describes what you're talking about. So, it's a satire where we have a society where people, people have become so over dependent on machines and automated systems that their brains have even forgotten how to do things like simple math. The novel starts with um, a low level, like, technician finding, discovering how to do simple mathematics, like, Addition, multiplication, and stuff on his own, like manually, and he shows it to someone. The person is mind blown. Why? Because that those things have been like forgotten long ago. No one does that anymore, and it became like a superpower. So he was kind of like ushered into a council of some sorts where he demonstrated this new superpower of being able to do simple mathematics like the analog way, so to speak. And then they began thinking of a lot of applications for it. and I don't want to spoil the novel for you, but so the technician was, was dismayed that the council was just thinking of using it in warfare against other people. But the point here is it was a dystopian society where people had become so reliant on AI that no one seemed to use their brain anymore yeah. for, for anything. And uh, it, it stands to be one of the greatest demerits of um, the usages of AI, which I'm not happy about. Also, I'd like us to talk about the ethics over here i am an i'm an artist and a musician as well so i think last month in december and even in uh, in january 2023 we had a lot of people there was this hashtag on twitter which was trending because um, a lot of artists on behance and Advanced art and whatnot have become worried about this new trend where people just fed text into and AI was some generative tool of some sorts and it generated an image. And this was being passed off as professional yeah. art. So AI art is also a thing right now, which is threatening, seemingly threatening the lives of um, traditional artists or human human artists. So it's gotten to that point where people when people upload art on Instagram and Twitter, they add the hashtag art by a human. Mm-hmm. And I find it funny, so I'm like, wow. So we've gone to that point where you have to clarify that a piece of work, literature, or um, any piece of creative work has to be clarified or has to be designated to be either made by a human or an artist. And what other ethical problems do you think can arise out of the use of a tool like Chat um, GPT?
0: No, so not not just Chat GPT, but other AI systems that are, being are based on yeah. the work. That's that's learned from the work of many professionals across several decades. Um, so Dolly, too, for example, the text to image generator, yeah, is based on what it has learned from art made by professionals since I don't know since since right. Yeah, exactly. So that is how it knows how to in quotes, draw. And so an ethical question raised here is: Aren't you supposed to credit where you learned this thing from? Because it's it's picking art and then making art out of art, out so of, okay, people deserve the credit. So not
1: just the credit. In in the case of music, mm-hmm. I think um, royalties. Royalties. Yes, it's another very dicey example. Yeah. And um, one thing, ChatGPT GPT is free,
0: right? It's free to use for now. Yes,
1: for now it's free to use. So who's bearing the cost?
0: Um, Open AI is bearing the cost. They're spending millions of dollars a day. Um, from what i
1: know about these things i know that once it's free then you are the product
0: yes um and so currently just a few days ago they are rolling out they're they're testing a paid version and they've not yet set the amount people are going to pay it's actually part of the the test where they're going to ask people what do you think is a fair amount to pay for it and the paid version will have some advantages like faster responses and always have so chat GPT is overloaded right now sometimes I log in and I can't log in you can't log in again, but if you're so yeah. you on the paid version then you can always log in whenever you want to uh, you can generate longer text you can feed it longer information stuff like that for the paid version so uh, I'm I'm grateful there's going to be a paid version I don't want the whole you are the product and the ads and everything I I like the model where there's a free version and there's a paid version and they make money from that of course they are getting investors too and I think they will also probably explore licensing to other companies. So the, the companies integrate the system into their products like Bing and Canva and Adobe. They'll, they'll, they'll be licensing. So that's another revenue stream for them.
1: Okay. Um, earlier on, you talked about us um, being able to like basically write stuff and... Uh, don't you think this is like going to be a hack for
0: students to,
1: you know, get around assignments? And
0: uh... yes, so the um, vice president of one of the departments under tenetin, you know, tenetin, yeah, um, came out to say this caught them off guard, and frankly, they do not know how to handle this. Um, you're right; people can use this for their assignments and for their long essays and all that um currently and like academia is is panicking at this moment so someone from um princeton university has okay. developed a tool that can identify something written by ChatGPT gpt and something written by a human being that's one step people are looking at Do you know
1: alan Turing must be punching there and yeah, brain. Yeah. like someone has designed a bot to identify other bots yeah and humans
0: yeah <laughs> so um other universities to have blocked um, chat GPT so if you are connected to their Wi-Fi or if you are using their computers you cannot access, you chat, cannot GPT. access just chat GPT yes. okay. then there's another conversation going on where people are saying hey we have to evaluate education today we have to look at what education is and some things have to probably change to accommodate the changing times so final year thesis is it still going to be a thing assignments um, how are assignments going to be administered to people? What's the best way of getting people to learn? What's the best way of even using a tool like ChatGPT to help people learn and acquire actual skills? So that's an ongoing conversation among industry leaders, uh, academia, and just just seeing the way around. Because it, like this is disruptive in a good way and in a bad way.
1: In a way and a good way and yeah. a bad way. Uh, thankfully for me, uh, in my line of work, you know there's, there's also panic um i mean i mentioned that i'm a musician but the one thing has always stuck out to me that um it's not going to disrupt the live performances of music i get paid mm-hmm. to perform music live and i don't think any ai too can ever do that yeah yeah no matter how good they become at songwriting or lyrics or musical compositions no matter what kind of beat of it they consume and you know we regurgitate for people to listen to It can never replace uh, live performances. So some aspects of creativity are still going to remain untouched. But as you said, um, some of it is still under threat. I want us to also think about something else. Maybe I've watched too much Westworld or uh, um, as I said, I think too much of Skynet at night. There was a movie I watched called Ex Machina uh, by A24. Very, very good movie. Um, If you are interested in the someone who is interested in like this topic, I think I would, that's, a, that's a movie recommendation for you. Ex Machina. I'm not going to spoil it. But it tackles the issue of sentience. Yeah. Should we, should, should we be worried about sentience at this point?
0: I think last year... I'm uh, uh, Google... sorry to
1: interrupt you, but you know what the singularity is? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. So can you go ahead?
0: Um, last year, a Google engineer leaked something where which looked like... Um, google's ai achieving sentience um that in the end was debunked and i think the engineer was suspended or something so but anyways um if we are talking in the strictest sense of chat gpt and in my experience of using it and other people's experience that i have seen i think we're still a long way to go okay if we even want to head in that direction i think um where we are with chat gpt right now i think the industry players have to come together and you know set those boundaries uh ask those ethical questions and see where they want to go with this and where they do not want to go with this and you know have those regulations in place to 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 sort of protect everyday people essentially okay yeah thinking of
1: what you said by saying we have a long way to go I'm pretty sure if you showed an iPhone 14 to Alexander Graham Bell he would like be mind blown Yeah, yeah the phone, mobile phone has come a long way and I'm also expecting that the use of AI even though it looks advanced right now I'm very confident in the next 50 years what it is now is going to look rudimentary to what humans in a society 50 years from now will probably be using um, I'm still worried about some of its demerits which mm-hmm. we have discussed but So I'm also excited about the applications for which this uh, could present uh, and yeah. moving moving forward. We shouldn't limit this conversation about AI to just chat GPT because there's a lot of numerous other tools being developed yeah. right now by so many companies. Um, it, it's funny, even in Ghana here, banks like Ecobank, institutions like uh, Enterprise, and I've seen about three or so institutions which have like a virtual a VI, I like to call it a VI, like a virtual intelligence, mm-hmm. like assistant right now, like a bot which can answer questions and yeah. uh, guide you through uh, most issues that you encounter with, let's say your bank account and all that, so that you don't need to engage the assistance of a human, uh, which means that some of these issues are probably laying off their stuff, uh, which is bad, but can be good for them because they're thinking about retaining most of the income that they make. One practical example which I was personally intrigued to buy was when I called FedEx um, somewhere last year. I was trying to track a package and I think within, it took me two minutes to realize that I was not talking to a human, I was talking to an AI on the phone. No. Yeah, FedEx has something like that now. So it is when you tell the <laughs> whatever is talking to you, whether it's the devil or <laughs> <laughs> that you want to speak to a human <laughs> that is when it refers you to a human agent mm. but it took two minutes like i had to think about it well like wait i'm not talking to a human being because uh, the nuances and it was in the language and the diction. it was quite good but it took me a while to notice it that no i was actually talking to a bot and um, a lot of companies are going to be adopting this like moving forward i don't know about where you work you said you had talked about this with your boss. What do you think is going to happen?
0: Um, no, I, for my company, honestly, it's an easy no. Um, we, the way we work, so for example, we don't, our model isn't like FedEx or a sales model where, you know, people interact with us. Um, lots of our work is groundwork. Okay, know, Working in the field, workshops right. and stuff like exactly. that. And planning things. So at the very most, this can be used as a tool and not as a replacement uh tool in the sense of you know writing write-ups okay basically but we're not going to adopt it as a technology to to, the the technologies we use mainly are like google earth engine tool for surveillance and measuring greenhouse gas impact etc 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 that's that's a direction my work focuses in but you are right in the sense that lots of organizations are going to adopt this and understandably so you did mention that it was going to mean a lot of layoffs could be it could be but it could also mean that a lot of recruitment in other fields you know
1: other relevant in fields, other relevant fields other AI. technical
0: fields yeah other supervisory fields right so yeah where i think jobs like sales jobs are going to be slashed a little and we're going to see then,
1: our lessons for ai technician
0: yeah, we're going to see technician jobs. We're going to see supervisory jobs. More of those and less of the, the sales representative jobs, I think. Okay.
1: All right. This this is really interesting. I myself have learned a lot from you today. And I know our listeners have as well. If you've loved this podcast or if you've been following us, we've been talking about Chat uh, GPT, resistant the Edge to say GTP again. And uh, it's applications and users and other AI tools, which are kind of like... We are on the dawn of AI tools being commercialized and made public, available for public. I find it to be a very interesting topic, and we've tackled that today. If you like this episode, as I said, you could subscribe to us in your podcast app, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you listen to your content. You can also find us on social media at digital-the-dash has like an underscore in it. And if there's anything like we missed in this episode or something you'd like to add up, you can, you know, strike up a conversation with us. We're always opening to hearing from you guys. So that has been all for today. Thank you so much for listening to us and sticking with us. Until the next episode, I've been your host, Salam Donyo. and I've had with me, Eduji (laughs) Nyumi. Peace out. Bye. Bye. I'll be back.